Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Andy. How are you doing this, How's it going? this, this lovely afternoon? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. I'm uh, fired to, up. To, I'm excited to do another episode of this great podcast. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's good to hear. I, I, feel, I feel very similarly. I am similarly. Is that a word? I don't know. I, I feel sure. the same it way. It is now. I feel similarly um, ready to, to record something new, ready to have a good time, Patrick. So let's do this thing. Let's do it. Let's just do a topic. Let's let's do something different. Let's just go right into the topic this time. Right into it. All right. All right. Let's. <laughs> let's pick... not talk about Taco Bell, and talk about a topic. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so Patrick, our randomly chosen topic today comes from a friend of the show, Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. Yes. Back at it again. Back on the map. <laughs> so many great topics from Chris. Uh, so Chris wrote in to know, uh, he writes in to say how to best handle burnout, how to best handle burnout. This is a good one, Andy. It is. Start a podcast. That's how you handle burnout. Is that, is that how you do it? I could be one way, right? Like gives you, gives you a little, gives you a little diversion every week or so, you know, Okay. from your, from your regular day to day. That's one way to do it. I don't know. I don't know if it really does, but <laughs> it's a distraction at least. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, gl- I'm glad the podcast is helping you, Patrick. I was actually, I was just thinking right now, I was going to ask you, um, I was thinking maybe we could do a one-on-one to see how, how, what are your burnout levels right now with, with the podcast? What are the burnout levels with the podcast? Yeah, bur- like, I don't have any burnout levels with the podcast. I oh, want to do great. more with the podcast, <laughs> but I don't have enough time to do more with the podcast. Good. That's good. Um, that's that's really good to hear. I was I was worried there for a second, Patrick. I wasn't sure if you were getting sick of talking to me. So um, I guess we don't have any problems with the pod burning us out, at least for now. That's great. I feel like we have a lot of room in the pod. We're just we just don't have enough time. If we had those pesky yeah. day jobs and stuff like that, we mm-hmm. could get rid of pesky but, day jobs. Uh, yeah, but none of our listeners pay us to do the podcast, so. Yeah, can't quit those day jobs. Yeah, that's true. So maybe maybe we should start, Patrick, by defining what burnout actually is. Yeah how do how do you how would you describe burnout, Andy? So, <laughs> according to Webster Dictionary, no, just kidding. Um, so I I would define it as like you are you're at the point in your career or your job where you wake up and you really really don't want to go to work. You just are so sick of all the things you have to do every day, the people you have to talk to, um, or, or maybe you didn't actually wake up. Maybe you just, <laughs> uh, finished doing, you know, you've been working all night. You didn't actually go to sleep because <laughs> you stayed up all night. You worked all day and then you're like, Oh, I'm super tired because I've just worked a ton to get, you know, the stuff I need to get done. So I would say like yeah. burnout is you're, you're essentially either really sick of working at this place or you're overworked and you're working far too much and probably more than you are capable of working. And you're, you're starting mm-hmm. to potentially shut down mentally and possibly physically as well due to lack of sleep. Yeah. 
I would agree. And I think there's, I think to, to further that definition, I think there's, there's two, there's two types of burnout. There's kind of short term burnout, right? Um, which is like, you know, like kind of what you were describing, I think would be more short term burnout. You've yeah. worked a lot, you're whatever, maybe it was a long project and you're just kind of like at the end of the project, you're just like, oh, I'm done with this, you know? And then there's the then there's like what I would call sort of like seasonal or maybe even long term burnout, where it's like sometimes like in January and February you're just not so into like you know going to work sometimes you know <laughs> you got that seasonal seasonal vibe going on the sun's not out as much it's cold outside and maybe you just you're just kind of burned out just kind of like a like a like a low burnout you know not like a really extreme burnout where you're like man I gotta go do something. But more like, ah, just you just kind of don't feel like going into work, you know. Maybe sure. you're not like, I hate work, but you're like, meh, just don't feel like, 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 like it's. I, let's say this is like a Garfield Monday burnout, right? <laughs> like I hate Mondays, kind of a burnout. Yeah. Um, I like that. So I think there's, this, I think those those two, like some sometimes it's longer term, sometimes it kind of lasts for a couple weeks, like a like a mild depression, if you will, and then sometimes it's just like I just can't get up in the morning, right, and go to work. I just I'm done with that project. If I gotta see Andy's face again, I'm gonna punch him in the nose, whatever. If I gotta see that Figma file again, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a roadblock, you know. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. The, the difference between those two, I think that makes a lot of sense because yeah, the, the short term one is maybe I've just worked too, too long and too hard on this thing. Uh, yeah. In, in a kind of a short interval, but the long term one is like, I've been working on this project forever. I really need a new challenge. I need a new, a new thing to work on. Um, I mean, there's there's different examples of this, but I think this is definitely one. Like, you you see that Figma file, you've been looking at it for six months, and you're so tired of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that that's the Groundhog Day burnout. You know, <laughs> about three quarters, like three quarters of the way through that ground that Groundhog movie, yeah. Groundhog Day. You you sense you sense Bill Murray's burnt. Like he's at the beginning was like really excited. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna fix my life. I got another chance, second opportunity. Blah blah blah. But then 20 minutes later, he's trying to kill himself and he can't. Like that's the long term. You know, he's driving his truck off into that like that quarry thing and it blows up. And then he wakes up the next morning. He's like, okay, never mind. You know, like that's burnout. That's the feeling of burnout, right? That like long term sort of drawn out burnout I, and i think there's ways oh sorry go ahead no, i was just gonna say i completely agree with that if you ever find yourself <laughs> stealing uh, a groundhog and driving away in a truck off of a cliff <laughs> you're burned out yeah you're burned out you're, you're <laughs> done with your situation <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead but there there are there are, i think there's two I wrote down real quick uh, that there's 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 sort of two ways to handle burnout. There's there just like you can handle lots of things. There's the prevention of the burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the sort of the cure for the burnout when it happens, right? So okay. I think you can do you can do steps to prevent burnout, and you can do steps to like fix the burnout when it you know when it hits critical mass. Yeah. Um, um, how, how do you, how do you, Andy, in your, in your day to day, like, how do you prevent, what methods do you use to prevent 
burnout from happening? So kind of on a day-to-day sort of thing, and I can't say that I'm excellent at this, but I definitely like the idea of taking time uh, to actually manage burnout. Uh, so taking time for myself at that point. So, so essentially, um, that, that would be me um, taking time for myself, taking time to, to relax, to, to you know, move my mind away from the problems I'm trying to solve in design and focus on something else or take the time to, to relax my brain. Um, I also do things along the lines, I do like to do things along the lines of meditation sometimes. I just take five minutes and do close my eyes and do breathing exercises. And that's something that can help me like kind of relax my brain, you know, give my brain a break um, from the staring at the screen and from thinking about the problems I'm always thinking about. Um, and that would have to do with work. That would have to do with, you know, being a parent um, and all of those things that like, you know, all those problems you're solving all the time. Uh, you need a break from those. And you kind of have to find ways to give yourself a break. And you have to have you have to have some Andy time, Patrick. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> I call it Andy time. You can call it Patrick Andy time. You can call it Andy time too, if you want. That's fine. I call it. Yeah, I call it Andy time. <laughs> but it's also time to like, I mean, it's also good to give yourself um, something fun to do. So something I really love to do is I will, you know, go see a movie at night. You know, I'll put my kids down. I'll just go see a movie and just completely escape from, from all of my, all the solutions I'm always trying to solve or all the, the problems I might have and just go into a different world and, you know, go watch Tenet or go watch, you know, some other sort of movie. Um, so I can think about some other sort of problems or, um, yeah, be so entertained. You ruin, so you can ruin your life and think <laughs> about time travel. Exactly. And c- completely confuse myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's important in terms of prevention to give yourself that time to give yourself, um, small bursts of time during the day, you know, the work day or whatever. Um, also like give yourself like extended time where you can just, do something you love to do, um, to let your mind relax and to have fun. Right. And I think those are some things that can definitely help with that burnout prevention. I I like, I like all of that. Everything you said, I really like, I like the fact that you're talking about being present, right? Because I think designers, we tend to, we we're thinking about problems, maybe even when we're not working on the problem, right? Like you, you may, you may go, you know, take a shower you may do something you're thinking about the problem that you're working on and if it's an extended like long kind of project you're working on then it can kind of envelop your brain for a while right yeah. like it can it can kind of sit there in your head and sort of like churn and you know freak you out and stuff like that so i think i think when you talk about like you know taking the time to be present do things like meditation to sort of focus your brain around being present in your life is a huge one is a huge preventer uh you know, and, and doing that daily, doing something daily to like, just check out and, and, and do something else. I think there's also sort of ritualistic stuff that we can do to prevent. I know some, when I, if I'm feeling burnout, I, I close all my tabs in Chrome, right? Like I, I just close them all. Like, even if I don't, even if I'm like scared, they're like, Oh, I'm never, you know, I got (laughs) to, use google docs to navigate to that thing again like i'm never gonna find it again or whatever like sometimes i think it's just nice to just like at the end of a day when you've had kind of a long day and you you feel sort of exhausted by what you've been working on just like close your files down like okay just close you know close everything down and like close your laptop and 
and kind of walk away, hmm. you know? Like, I think there's something to that, the ritual of, you know, because if you think about, you know, if you were working another job, if you were working a construction job, you'd, you know, go work on site and then you pack up all your stuff and you go home and you're done, right? There's a closure to it. And I think a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to have that closure of a project or our day. We just sort of like lock our screen and walk away, but we don't really like go, okay, well, I'm done with this. I'm going to turn this off. You know, let's yeah. turn this down. I'm going to, I'm going to close Photoshop. I'm going to, you know, do that kind of stuff. I think ri- ritualistically, I think that helps too. Or even just, you know, putting your laptop in your backpack and setting it aside or something, you know, just kind of, I don't know. I feel like for, at least for me, that helps when I'm feeling stressed out about stuff or like that kind of thing. Just being it, just kind of putting stuff away and saying, you know, telling myself and my brain that I'm going to go do something else now. Hmm. Quit thinking about that thing, right? I'm going to put this away, go do something else. That's, Be present with something else. That's awesome. I really like that. The idea of just closing things out. Like it feels, <laughs> it actually feels really nice to close tabs. It's kind of scary yeah. sometimes because you're like, okay, I'm working on this thing and that thing. Like you like have, and if I if I remember, Patrick, you are the kind of person that has a ton of Chrome tabs like all the time, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're the kind that probably takes you a good like 20 minutes to close all your Chrome tabs. <laughs> <laughs> I go through each tab and yeah. ask myself a question: Do I does this make me feel joy? Yeah. No, close. <laughs> That's what I do. But yeah, I have, I mean, I'm looking at my tabs now. I've got my, I've got like five or six pinned ones. I've got the new group ones, which don't really help me because they just, they just hide the, it's like, it's like sweeping dirt under a rug, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know underneath this canopy tab, this group tab, there's like 40 things in there. <laughs> you know, it's like a basement. It's like a scary basement. Now I don't even want to open it because, you know, I'm like, I don't even know what's in there. Yeah. Uh, but I probably have, you know, a good 30, 40 tabs open right now. Easily. Goodness. Yeah, that's that's a lot, man. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I love that idea of just like, it does feel good to close those tabs. Like, it's not exactly like you're finishing something, but it is like, okay, I'm letting go for a moment of this thing. Yeah. Because otherwise, like when you look at your screen and you see the, you know, you see that Figma file again, <laughs> you start you start getting right back into the, that solutioning um, that solutionizing, yeah. uh, you see the logo, the little F logo. And you're like, Oh yeah. Man, like, Oh yeah. Sorry. I forgot. I was supposed to be thinking about that. Yeah. I need to finish that up. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's like, like when I work on little projects in my house or when I go do something right with tools, right? Like I go outside, I was working in my yard the other day cause our, our sprinkler system, we're trying to change it. But if I leave, if I leave the tools out, that means you're working on it. Like in my brain, my logical, weird, stupid, whatever brain it is, I, if, if things are out, that means I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I'm just going to put those away, put them in the bag and put them back in the garage. And now I'm not working on it anymore. It's gone, right? It's just a weird, I don't know. It's it, it's a weird mentality, I guess, or a ritual, but I feel like it's the same type of thing. Like put your tools away and our tools are browser tabs and, you know, <laughs> applications like close those things out you know yeah i love that uh i I was thinking something else as well like in terms of how you can prevent that burnout so we've been talking about like the daily ritual things that you can do to avoid that um what about those long-term things right and i think something that really helps like let's say i'm working on a project for a really long time um what has really helped me in the past in my career is 
the ability to take some time away and solve a different problem, even if it's for a short period of time. Um, I, I've loved to be able to just, and I've done this as like, you know, a design team, we've just kind of focused on a different problem and, you know, mini design sprints, we're just looking about, we're looking at some other problem that we can, you know, tackle. And it's really nice to get that break from thinking and looking at the stuff that you're always looking at, the things that you're over as a designer, to think about a different problem. And I've even done kind of, uh, what are those called? Those like those UX, um, okay, my mind is blinking for the word, <laughs> but basically those UX challenges, right? Where they'll give you a challenge and I remember doing this with friend of the show, Nick Booth once, you know, back in the yeah. day when I was at Canopy working with him, what we did is we just like, we're just going to do a design challenge together. We're going to, we're going to meet once a week for an hour, take one of those design challenges and just practice. And I loved that. We, we totally didn't even think of the same solutions in the same industry that we were in. Like we, we weren't designing for, you know, for a Canopy for, you know, the tax industry. We were designing, um, a random, like bike app that would help you manage your e-bike, your e you know, something like that. And it was really fun to be able to think completely in a different place, um, take some time away from that other solution and work on this new thing. It was fun, totally different design language. Um, and it gave me a break from all of, you know, all of those, those things that are always in my head that were bugging me. So that was something that really helped with kind of the long-term uh, burnout that can potentially happen if you're working on projects for a long time. Yeah, I like that because it's like a, it shifts your brain. It shifts to a different gear almost. Yeah, you know, it turns your brain onto something else, and then you and then it kind of refreshes it, lets it come back again. Um, yeah, I mean, did you? I can't remember if you said sleep, but sleep is another is another important one. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yeah, getting getting plenty of sleep is another preventer for burnout. I think you're absolutely right. That's something I need to work on, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I think we all need to work on that a little bit. Um, but I think, yeah, getting, you know, sometimes I think, like, sometimes I think to myself, okay, man, I had, today was just stressful. Like, my brain's not turning off. I'm going to watch three hours of, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that will fix it. <laughs> yeah. But what I probably should really do is just go to bed and sleep for three hours. Um you know, the three extra hours, you know, so yeah. like you get a full night's sleep rather than staying up, you know, because I think, I think there is a time where it's like, Hey, we get distraction and all that stuff helps for, you know, helps in the prevention process, but also like just making sure you're fully rested and your brain has time to process everything that happened mm -hmm. during the day and stuff like that. Right. Like just need, you need sleep, you need rest. I think, that's I awesome. think I'm, I think another one, this is important to me personally, but, um, and I'm not a very like Andy, I'm not a very physically fit human. I know you're thinking, Patrick, <laughs> you're svelte or whatever. <laughs> so this is going to sound, this is going to sound dumb coming from me, but, uh, I think eating a little bit better also helps. But the thing that's helped me the most is after I quit caffeine. Really? Like when I went off caffeine, legitimately, I don't go through those up and down short spike cycles anymore of like, gotta get stuff done. No, oh, I gotta work on my project. And then be like, crash and burn out for like three days. I don't do that anymore. Nice. Um, everything's more paced. Life is life. Life moves slightly slower now. You know, but it's not 
you know, but I don't, I don't have the same crash, you know, like that, that physical crash that caffeine gives you when you, when it wears out, if that correlates with your burnout, that's when you, you know, if you're starting to get burnout and then you have that physical crash, that'll definitely accelerate your burnout right? and wipe you out. So I think it also helps just, you know, being, being less up and down emotionally, right. Being a little bit more even kill. So I don't know. That works for me, but, uh, you know, yeah, I do think what you got to do, I guess. I think that's a, a great tip. I think that's definitely healthier to avoid something like that. Cause there is like the physical aspect to that where you're like, you're having that physical crash. But at the same time, I, I feel like also like whenever I've done something like that, where I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to be up late working or something. I'm going to drink a bunch of Dr. Pepper. You know, it's like, yeah. um, you're also kind of preparing yourself. You're, you're gearing yourself up like emotionally or mentally to do a crash too. Like you're, you're, you're gearing up towards a burnout. Essentially you're doing the activity yeah. that's going to lead towards a burnout, um, mentally, um, not just like, you know, in that physical way and you're at that physical toll on your body. So I think, um, I, I totally agree. Like kind of having that even keel, that kind of a well-paced kind of work, um, have like, you know, you know, times when you start work and stop work and have that be consistent <laughs> and it's not like too long. I think that that's definitely healthy for you to avoid preventing that burnout. To yeah. prevent okay, I got, burnout. <laughs> I got a weird analogy for you, Andy. You know the price is right. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows and loves the price is right. Uh, there's a game, my favorite game, the little cliffhanger guy, right? The little, the little uh, Swedish guy where okay. he, he walks up the little mountain, right? And you don't want him to fall off the cliffs. So you want to get as close as you can to the top but without falling off the cliff, right? Yeah. And so he, he's walking up the cliff. He's like, do 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 He's going up the cliff. Um, if you if you add caffeine to your life, then that's like the cliffhanger going really fast. Like, you know you know the guy at the end, he's going to fall off. But what you're actually doing is just accelerating. Like, if you're, if you're like, hey, I got a late project. Let me just hit a Red Bull and a coffee. Um what you're doing is you're moving him a lot faster toward the end because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's going to be you know there's going to be like if you're going to stay up late one night and work you know there's going to be a crash it's just impending yeah. right but like doing that just sort of accelerates it and you know it gets you there faster and i don't know it's worse right yeah i just wanted to bring in the cliffhanger guy i don't i just i've been wanting to do that for a couple episodes Good. I'm so, glad he could fit in. Maybe it, maybe he fit in this time. Okay, let's talk about, we talked about preventions. What about cures? Like, what do you do when you burn out? Uh, like, is there a special, is there a special drink? Like, is there, is there like a hangover <laughs> remedy where it's like, oh, I don't want to go to work. And then you like put a raw egg in with some Tabasco sauce and like, a, I don't know. Uh, I, I I would say the only cat's blood or something <laughs> cat's blood yeah that's it and I don't know I mean like the only cure that I've really discovered is like sleep and more anti time like take time yeah take time to relax so it's kind of like along the same lines of prevention I don't I don't know if there's any special <laughs> antidote or anything to help with that I don't think that's a thing other than um, taking the time away from that thing <laughs> to yeah. to do that. Um, but I, I think maybe one, one thing to help you feel better is, and I think this could also go along with prevention is there's like the, 
the choices you make to get burned out, you know, you take on too many projects. Um, you know, you, you keep saying yes when you probably should be saying no. And you're, you're kind of giving yourself potentially deadlines that are, that are a little crazy. So I think, um, also maybe talking. So I think being honest with, (laughs) with yourself, the things that you know that you can handle, I think is one way to prevent. And also when, once you go through that burnout to kind of help manage that in the future, like you, you've learned something from this, this crash you just had. I think a a cure could be like, okay, that's not something I can do again. (laughs) One more of those, I'm not going to make it through, (laughs) you know? So I think, um, things that you can do for yourself, but also like there's the external things like working with your manager to make sure that you aren't getting burned out. Um, letting them know that maybe this project you're working on is, um, too big for you. Uh, maybe the, the deadlines or the, the project timeline is not something you can handle, uh, and kind of making sure that that's known so that you can, um, prevent that in the future and also <laughs> communicate it after it does happen. Uh, let them yeah. know that, uh, yeah, this is not something that's, that's really viable for me to continue doing, um, I'm just not going to be able to make it through that <laughs> again. Right. So I think a, a, a potential cure to help you feel better about the process you just went through is trying to make sure it doesn't happen again to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. I think having a plan too, like formulating a plan. So like, let's say you're cruising along, you're chugging along with all your projects and everything. And then like, you're just starting to feel icky and gross and you're like, I just don't want to go to work. I don't want to do anything. I think, I think the first thing you should do is tell your manager about it or talk to another coworker about it. Right. Like, I think, I think just you expressing that frustration or that, um, cause you're keeping it inside. That's part of the burnout, right? It's like, yeah, you're keeping it all inside. And so that's part of the burnout. And, and maybe you're thinking in the back of my mind, Hey, if I can just do this, my boss is going to think I'm rad and blah, 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 or I'm going to tough it out or anything, all that stuff, right? All that stuff that we just internalize that is not real. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first thing you do when you hit that burnout is really just like, tell your boss, you know, tell your manager, tell your coworker, tell some, whoever you're working with. Right. And say, look, dude, I'm burned out. I, I just, I can't think about this anymore, you know, and just start that dialogue with them. And then, and then, and then make a plan, right? Like make a plan because most of the time the burnout doesn't happen when the project's over. It usually happens during the project or it happens during something. Right. Um, Or if it's kind of long-term burnout, it's just, it's just going to be there. So I, I feel like you talk about it and then make a plan and what's that, what is that plan going to be? Well, maybe it will be a lot of stuff we talked about, like you just talked about with, you know, prevention stuff. Maybe it's like, hey, we're going to make a plan and every day we're going to do this little exercise to distract our minds. And maybe the plan is, hey, well, I'm going to sleep more this week and see if that helps. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply these other different principles to it and see what see what kind of like works and see if it see if I start feeling better. But I think I think the first thing, yeah, is recognize it and then and then express it. Yeah. Especially to your manager. I think most managers want to know if, you know, somebody's burned out. I know I always want to know if my employees are getting to a point where they're burned out because I don't want them to snap, you know. I don't want them to, like, snap and then just never show up to work again, mm-hmm. you know. Like, that would be horrible. So, like, I want to make sure that they're, they're doing okay. But I think if you get to a point where you do snap a little bit, like, it's good to talk to people, talk to your, you know, husband, your wife, your 
girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, dad, whoever, just talk to somebody about it, right? Talk to people at work about it, come up with a plan. And then like you said, um, you know, like for the future, like maybe, maybe see if the part of the plan is handing off some of the, what you're working on, right? Yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're every night working, staying up late every night working on something and you tell your manager and he's like, well, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be working every night. You know, maybe they can come up with a plan to be like, well, let's give part of it to this other person or, you know, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know you were struggling with it or working all, all night long or whatever. So, um, you know, we'll split it up. I, I think too, again, I think if you, if you do snap, the best thing to do is just tell people, I think, and then take a few days off, like literally just check out, Yeah. you know, just, just walk away from it for a bit. And some people, it might only be a day, you know, maybe they just need a day to feel better about it. They can jump back in. Uh, but sometimes you might want like an entire week to take off, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's really great. Uh, being able to, I love how you said the importance of like telling your manager there, and um, also making that plan. I think that's super important, and I think it's a really great way to help manage that sort of thing for sure. So that's awesome. Now, now, Patrick, I was going to ask you. You are you're a manager. Um, can you think yeah. of maybe any any examples, or <laughs> you don't have to name anybody, but has how have you, have you ever had, uh, you know, one of your designers come to you saying they're burned out and how do you typically like to manage something like that? Um, yeah, I think it happens more with the junior designers than it does with the senior designers, hmm. uh, partially because I think they, they haven't really, unless they experience it in a different, uh, job, you know, in a different world kind of thing. Um, they haven't experienced it in the design realm. So I think that's part of it. But I also think, too, there's the, hey, I just got this new job. I want to, you know, do my best, right? And then there's also, you know, we, we know from being juniors, you know, and then, you know, working, you know, you know, working in the industry 10 years or so. It's like you you realize with experience you can do things a lot faster because you just have the experience and the knowledge mm-hmm. versus when you're just starting out as a junior, you may have to, like, you, you may be learning how to use Figma and design at the same time. Yeah. Right. So it, that just, that's going to, you know, take a lot more of your time and you're going to have to probably put some extra hours in and stuff like that to get things done. So yeah, that's where I've usually seen it, you know, and you can usually tell by how they're acting. <laughs> like, like if they start, if they start acting sort of frantic or acting sort of like, checking out of things like one of the big things that i've noticed especially with anyone on a project is like your regular meetings like your regular critique meeting or you know if you have a weekly design critique or if you have a weekly you know like maybe you have a monthly you know company get together or like a weekly stand-up if the designer starts missing those on a regular basis then I feel like that's kind of a good sign of like, hey, maybe they're they're running into a burnout situation because they're they're so focused on the project they're working on that they're blowing off other things they're supposed to do. Hmm. That they, you know, when you when a, when a person starts to deprioritize other things in their life that used to be priorities, I think that's a good sign that somebody's getting close to a burnout, right? If they, you know, if if you guys go to lunch every week you know, as a design team or something. And then you notice two weeks in a row that, you know, 
Dave's not coming to lunch with us anymore or somebody you know somebody goes and talks to Dave and Dave's like nah I've just got stuff going on Mm. he may not be outwardly acting like he's you know burning out but you can tell because he's not doing the regular stuff he's burning out right and so then you can kind of jump in as a manager and be like hey you doing okay like how's how's your work going like how's how's it are you struggling with anything you know that kind of stuff those are usually kind of like telltale signs um, I've had uh, I've had a couple people come to me and be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm burnt out," and I just tell them to take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much basically the plan. Is always if you if you get to a point in my mind, the plan is always if you get to a point where you're burned out and you come to me, you talk to me, you say hey, I'm burned out, then I, the first thing I do is we talk about it, right? That's the first thing is like, "How you feeling? You doing okay? Like, is life okay? Like." I just want to make sure you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I know you're burned out, but is there anything that we can do to help you? You know, is, you know, do you have medical bills that we could, you know, intervene in somehow or whatever it is, right? Like whatever the problem is, I've, you know, had people go through, you know, personal life situations as well as managing a project and they get burned out quicker. So it's even like, hey, do you need some time to work from home then? Is that easier for you? You know, back in the day when we weren't, when we were all in the office, <laughs> Um, but just, you know, working those kinds of situations out. And then the second thing would be, okay, well, let's look at the work. Like, <clears throat> do you want to take a break from it? You know, could we, you know, maybe you finish up this one piece. I'll take over this other piece. Can we split it in half? And I can take on some of the work, you know, from you. And then the third option at that point, the next option is like, okay, just give it all to me and take a week off. Like, okay. Go do like literally go do something with your family or even just sit in your house. Like, I don't care what you do, but just go away. And I'm not going to talk to you for a week, you know, like go on a vacation. I love um, that. Those are usually, that's kind of how I've always approached it. Usually it winds up being like the first, the first step of talking about it. Sometimes we'll relieve enough, you know, and then people are like, Oh, it feels much better. And then, the, and then the second thing is like, Hey, I'll take on some stuff or we'll, we'll shift up over to another designer or, you know, I'll go talk to your PM and tell him to quit being such a dick, you know, or whatever it is. And then, uh, that usually kind of solves it. And then, yeah. And then you tell him, you tell the person on your team, like, Hey, well, you're feeling better now that we've helped with the work, the workload, but I really would encourage you when this project is over to take some time off, (laughs) like take a week off, use your PTO, use, use whatever, um, and take a few days off and, and go, you know, go somewhere, do something, do something you enjoy. Nice. So. I I really like that. I like that you are in the first place looking for those like telltale signs. Like you're watching your designers to see if they're showing that they're burning out. So I really like that you as a manager, like keeping that in mind, because I think that's really important because I, I do think that lots of designers like we... we there's that phrase like don't be a hero (laughs) i think a lot of us are trying to be heroes we're trying to like you know look great get that get that work done even if it's like a little too much for us we don't want to look bad and we feel like it's a failure if our manager has to step in or somebody else has to step in to help us finish it right um i i feel like it's better to not be the hero (laughs) because you could burn yourself out and then that work could actually suffer from it like you're if you're trying to be Mm -hmm. the hero the work could suffer and you're going to suffer and the company is going to suffer, right? It's actually not good for, for everyone involved. So it's definitely better, I think, 
and I would assume it's better for um, managers even that are happy to help out with that work. So it's awesome that you look for that burnout and also um, offer opportunities to take the time off to help them out with that work and uh, yeah, to, to look for ways to make that workload lighter or more reasonable for that designer. So that's, that's great to hear. Um, and some definitely some good steps and tips that other managers I think should take if they're not already doing that sort of thing. Well, it's a lot, it is a lot harder with the remote work to, to, I, th I feel like it's a lot harder with the remote work to, to have those, to see those telltale signs yeah. of burnout. Cause you're just kind of not with people every day. You just don't see them as much and it's easier for people to sort of hide, you know, mm -hmm. like just kind of like, like hole up in their house and kind of hide a little bit. I think it's also easier for people to get burned out working from home because, because it's, you know, they can just, there's, there's more time for them to focus on the project they're working on. I think, you know, to be, to, to feel like they're being more productive. And I, I feel like they, you know, because of that, I think they, they probably do a little bit extra work, you know, or whatever. So I, I think it's a little easier. I do think you brought it up as, as far as like, the designers, you know, being like having sort of like a hero complex a little bit, you know, or feeling like we got to, you know, shoulder the burden on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it comes from, I think every designer, if you talk to them would experience some level of sort of like, not self-confidence, not like low self-confidence, but like, because we are in a, I think because we are in an industry or a job where we're not actually we're, we're, we're creative people, but we're not the ones actually constructing the thing, right? Mm -hmm. We're one level disconnected from, you know, it's like a painter who can't use a, it's like an oil painter who can't use the oil paints. Like they don't have arms, you know, it's like, we're sort of like, we're sort of like tied to the realm of like, we can, we can talk about ideas and we can tell people about ideas and we can mock up ideas and we can prototype ideas, but we're not actually the ones that fulfill the idea in the end. And so I think that kind of comes back a little bit on us is like, you know, we got to make sure everything's right and we got to make sure we're selling our thing right. And we got to make sure. And I think that translates into kind of like an overconfident type of mentality. Mm. Right. Yeah. I think if you let that go too long in your career, you become that arrogant sort of selfish designer, you know, the know-it-all designer. I think if you let that get into your brain a little bit too much, but I think for the rest of us, we, I think it's kind of like a, it's more of like a self-confidence and we we're trying to over like overcompensate a little bit for that. Right. We're trying to be like, we got to do the best job ever. We got to do whatever. And like, yeah, part of that prevention is like, just realize, like, just chill a little bit, you know, like, <laughs> like relax. You're hired to, you're hired to create the ideas. Like you're hired to create and facilitate those ideas. Yeah. Um, just do that. Right. Like, don't try to prove yourself in any other way. So I think, I don't know. Yeah. That might be why I think more designers probably get burnt out than, say, developers. I know developers get burnt out a lot, too. But I feel like every designer every year gets burns themselves out a couple of times a year, almost. You know, and I think, I think a lot of it stems from that. Like, oh, if I could just, if that frustration of, like, if I could just, if I could just build it the way that, I'm envisioning it, you know, that would be much easier. But instead I have to like mock up things and try to like, all we do as designers is have an idea 
and then try to translate that to somebody else mm-hmm. so that they can build that idea. Like everything we do, every artifact we make, every mock-up we do, every meeting we have is that, <laughs> right? It's translating that into something until, until the person that's building it goes, oh, I got you. Okay, I got you, right? I'll do it that way. Like that's literally all we're trying to do. <laughs> So it's kind of like, it's just like a lot of busy work on some level, right? When you think of it that way, and that can quickly take somebody out, right? You you get to a point where you're like, dude, I'm just, you know, I get frustrated because like I, I make up these mocks and, and they don't understand what I'm saying. And they, you know, and it just compounds on itself and the, and it starts to become, it starts to feel like busy work. And I think as designers, that's frustrating. Yeah. I, I think along those same lines, we also do have, because we, we kind of feel like we, and we, we do facilitate, you know, the finding and the creation of solutions, those ideas that you're talking about. Um, but we do kind of feel like we own those, like they're our babies, you know, and sometimes yeah. we don't want to give up the creation, uh, or kind of that process or, um, it's again, kind of going back to being that hero. Like you're, you're the one that, that came up with this thing, you know, like it's, it's all you. And I think we, we feel that way sometimes as designers, whereas in reality, it's not really true. You're really taking a lot of ideas from, from your users, from, um, other people in the business. And you're kind of culminating that together into a solution. And that definitely takes skill. It's not something that's easy to do. (laughs) Don't want to downplay um, the importance of design, but, um, I think that we sometimes feel like we we have to own every aspect of that and we have to do all the work um, or else we don't offer value to the company. Uh, and I, I just really don't think that that's true in most cases. Like we, we shouldn't think that we're the only ones that can do this. Other designers can help us and it's fine for us to ask for help. Uh, I don't think your manager is going to fire you if you ask for help. I think they're going to be happy that you chose to ask for help instead of burning yourself out and trying to be the hero. Yeah. It's hard being George Harrison, man. It really is. (laughs) That's our role. You know? Patrick, who's George Harrison? You get this analogy, right? You get this analogy, No, who's George Harrison? You don't know who George Harrison is? Not right now, I don't. (sighs) Oh. is embarrassing <laughs> the beatles man come on oh okay fine just george yeah there's george harrison i mean see this is the thing his name is so you know jim johnson you don't even you just forget he's in the Beatles. Yeah. you know he's no paul mccartney or john lennon or ringo star exactly. like <laughs> they have like legit cool names and then george harrison freaking george That's harrison the problem <laughs> he could be he could be the guy living next door for all you know that's true. But, yeah, um, that's that's my ignorance, Patrick. I, I don't know all the name members of the Beatles. I know Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. No, it's not your fault. And it's not it's not your fault. But see, this is the thing. <laughs> this is why the this is why I feel like designers are the George Harrisons of our of, of the SaaS <laughs> UX you know software industry because because yes, we guide a lot of the stuff that happens from like sort of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Right, like a lot of ideas we have are very abstract ideas that get planted into somebody else's. It's like, it's like, okay, imagine the Beatles, right? You know the Beatles as those other three, and then this other guy, yeah. right? You know the Beatles as, as like, 
Ringo gets way more credit than, than he obviously needs. But you know Ringo, you know John Lennon, you know Paul McCartney, and then there's the other guy, right? <laughs> but you don't know that the other guy, George Harrison, wrote like a lot of their stuff, composed a lot of their stuff, right? But he doesn't get the same sort of recognition because he's not the flashy singer like Paul McCartney. He's not the he's not the 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 deep thinker like John Lennon and 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 John we get a lot of I mean and to be morbid like John Lennon gets a lot of fame cuz he he was killed, yeah. right? And I think that's part of it as well. But like yeah, I mean the dude George Harrison wrote so many songs and Paul McCartney's the one on Saturday Night Live, you know, mm-hmm. hamming it up with the with the guys, right? It's like I mean, I think George Harrison passed away a little bit ago too, but um you know, George Harrison, it's like it's like George Harrison played a couple of he played a couple of chords one day and uh he played a couple of chords one day and then all of a sudden, you know, Paul takes those three chords and comes back the next day and has like a whole song around it. Yeah. And <laughs> and and then he you know, and then his name gets on the writer credit and you know, him and Lennon take off with it or whatever. And then George is like, yeah, but you wouldn't have done that without me. I gave you the three chords to start that thing with or the idea. I think sometimes as designers, that's how we feel, right? It's like I was in a meeting when I said that thing, and now they're running away with it and getting all the credit. And it's kind of <laughs> like a weird, you know, sometimes sometimes I think as a designer, you feel like, no, that's that was on me a little yeah. bit or that was on us, right? Um because they're the ones that build it. Developers are the ones that build it. They're the, like we talked about it, they're the lead guitarists yeah. right, of a band. And then the PM is the lead yeah. singer. They get all the credit, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. And then, and then the sales guy, he's like the, he's like the producer or the manager of the band, right? Absolutely. He's the one that legitimately gets all the money, gets all the credit <laughs> for the band's success. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's the poor old bass player just thumping away on the stage. He's the designer, you know. They wrote all the tunes and made all of this happen, but nobody's even looking at them. Nobody even knows what their name is. So, your value, designers. Just keep that in mind. It's tough to be George Harrison. It is, yeah. People like Andy have no idea who you are. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. never heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that correctly, right? Yeah, you are. I'm looking at his picture. I'm like, yeah, I, I couldn't like see this guy and tell him from like pick him from a lineup. Like he's in the Beatles. I would have no idea if you showed me this picture. Yeah. See, it's the perfect analogy because even even a fellow designer doesn't even know who this person is. This very famous person. Yeah, I just wanna... Who has influenced pop culture yeah. for the last sixty years? You have no idea mm-hmm. who this person is. <laughs> awesome there you go well patrick i feel like that those are some some great <laughs> solutions for preventing and handling uh the problems of burnout so uh nice yeah. work patrick nice work it was all you i'm not going to take any good credit job. good job andy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't do anything today uh, all we did is just took a bunch of other people's ideas and recorded them <laughs> yeah these are all other people's ideas well and it was chris, it was chris jenkins who brought that's it right up. it's all his see all his thank you chris he gets he gets all You're the, the hero today <laughs> okay well 
Have a good one, Andy. You too, Patrick. You too. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contacts and fill out the form. If you enjoy this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.